0: Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Duty, the through role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is The Curse of Deneva. It was written by Mike Mason, Mark Latham, Scott Dorward, and Paul Fricker, and it's available from the Chaosium website. I'm your game master, and this is episode 16. We're not going to do a recap tonight. We're just going to go right back into it. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. All right. You had translated part of the uh, hieroglyphics, or uh, cuneiform, and they had given you a warning uh, that uh, getting the, the ritual wrong is not good. What do you guys want to do next? You guys have been waiting for your photographs to come back. I've been studying that fragment. Uh, The fragmenta? Oh, yeah. How's the Latin coming? Pretty good, I guess. As I recall so far, what you've gleaned from it was a ward spell. Right. Placed on rocks.
1: Uh, But nothing more. And what time of day is it? Are we at the club, I assume? We'll see you've arrived at the club and uh, we'll see you've picked up the photographs on the way.
0: So you're there. Say it's, let's say 10 o'clock. That's the time to start.
2: The morning after our second visit to Bedlam. So, uh, given that um, poor Mr. Punchin. Uh, has paid a dire price for having incorrectly used the scrolls of endless shadow, whether he should have been using them at all being open question. We know at the very least that uh, now that we have a more complete version of the text and these photographs, if we want to do anything with it, which is something for debate, we certainly want to find the horn of Alu beforehand, if not also the eye of Lamatsu. But I don't know where we go. Fire nearby.
1: I wonder where we would look for either of them—the horn or the eye. What? Do we have any leads from the museum? I think so. There are
0: objects that disappeared en route to the museum. From, en route from,
2: from overseas. From the Near East and, and the museum. They went missing. As far as we know, they never, they never arrived. Which might mean that Thompson has them. Um, uh, and I don't know where else we look for them. Do we know any of anyone who was
3: on the transportation group that was bringing them from, uh,
2: from the original place to the museum. So far as I know, everyone involved in either of the expeditions is mad or dead or Thompson.
3: That narrows the list quickly.
2: Well,
0: actually, in this case, they probably would have just packed them up and had them shipped. So it could have been anyone of anybody along the way who just... Have been some dock worker who broke open a box and thought, Oh, this looks pretty, and just walked off with it. Then
4: again, our uh, friends with the children, children of tranquility might have some of these items <clears throat> already.
0: Ford, do an idea roll. Made it. It occurs to you that based on the evidence of what you've seen, the children of Quinquility didn't know that all of these objects were taken until they were already taken. Hmm. Otherwise they would have recovered them probably on the way here instead of having to come to London and hunt them all down.
1: Maybe that other group, that Guido or whatever, has intercepted them.
4: It's quite possible in that. That would be my second thought. which would mean that it would be imperative to try and uh thwart their plans and, and get as many of these artifacts that may still be out there as possible. That might be our best goal right now, rather than trying to play around with dangerous things.
1: Now, I'm wondering if we should contact the Children of Tranquility to see if they have a, a lead. I don't even know if mm-hmm. we should involve them again or not.
4: Well, not our... quite yet, Not quite yet, because I'm, I got to thinking after, you know, thinking that they might have this, that uh, they may not, uh, they they seem pretty surprised we have that, that golden statue. They may not entirely be keen on, how do you say, uh, having those other items with them.
2: Well, we've generally been encouraged to keep our noses out of the matter, except when they found it expedient. But it's true that... Um, Guido and company if, if we understand Punchin's journal correctly, right? The two Frenchmen approached him outside the museum. And we assume that that foreign element with a powerful master is the same powerful master that Guido once answered to. That fellow was very well informed about what Punchin was doing. Uh, And, you know, generally speaking, we seem to be the least informed party. Uh, The children of tranquility know what we're doing. Guido uh, and company know what we're doing and what Punchin's doing. Um, I'm not entirely against leaving a a advertisement for the children of tranquility to at least see if they have, as you say, a lead or, you know, given that the museum also has, has, seems to have bottomed out as a source of information for these missing objects.
4: I got a very bad feeling that our uh, Guido Warlock guy is uh, he's, um, connected with this, whole, with this whole funding of the expedition, which would mean he's high up in various circles. And uh, that, could, that could be quite the trouble, if you know what I mean.
2: Well, he certainly seems to be rich and powerful. And those people are always trouble. speaking as somebody moderately rich and moderately powerful myself.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Ever since the first day at the wake, we, we've had nothing but trouble. I mean, yeah,
2: we could um pay a visit to our old friend Schweinsauger and see if he's gotten any new opal eyes in. Uh, hmm. I might phone him first to sc- to spare him the start.
1: I think, and Christ I wonder, alarm him. And I wonder if we do show up there, if those Guido guys were still staking him out, that might bring us back into the picture.
4: I was thinking the same thing, Cyrus.
1: If we did go, we might, I don't want to say in costume, but maybe disguise ourselves a bit. But um, you had it right. Maybe you should uh, give him a, a jingle first.
2: Yes, we could also have Felix send some of his men over um they blend in with various crowds we are a diverse group
3: so you just tell me the environment that we're going into and i'll see i'll I'll make sure we have somebody that can be in there without being too too uh, noticeable
2: there's no harm in it um I should I shouldn't think. Uh shall I phone him first? Or should we let we should not put him on guard and just send uh of Felix's gents over? I'd say send someone over. Don't want to give him a heads up uh, I mean we have no reason to think that he's involved in anything untoward, but um or to think that, you know, the eye of Lamatsu is sitting on a dusty shelf next to a plaster replica of some Madonna, but it's not impossible.
1: Uh uh on second thought, if we, do, if we actually do go there and get on this Guido's radar, maybe that's actually a good thing, because we could use that to back, backtrack and find him. Maybe we should just go ourselves.
2: Well, let... well when we backtrack along his chain of command, they just explode.
1: Yeah.
2: It's really quite unsettling. Um, At that moment, Sykes
0: steps into the room, uh, and he has a tray with an old-fashioned telephone and a long cord, and uh, he says, uh, uh, Mr. Harcourt, uh, there's a telephone call for you. Thank you very much, Sykes. Hello? Uh, Mr. Harcourt, this is Dr. Lawrence at uh, Bellevue. There's yes, Dr.
2: Lawrence.
0: There's been an incident. I'm very sorry to hear that. Is it uh, Mr. Punchin? Uh, there was an attempt last night on his life. Great, Scott. From inside the institution? Well, it's difficult to explain. Um, would you mind coming down to the uh, the asylum?
2: No, not at all. If we could be of any help, we'd be more than happy to. Um Somebody
5: pissed off the Children of Tranquility.
2: Mm. Unless it's the Guidos. Well, whoever it has got inside a secure facility, Um, let's hop over there. That sounds to me like the Children of Tranquility. Uh,
1: I'm going to say if it was the Children of Tranquility, he'd be dead. I agree.
2: Mm -hmm. My feeling is that they probably want his skin. That's, after all, what he was reading, the scrolls of endless shadow off of some ancient skin.
4: Either that Uh, or it's a backlash from the spell that he did.
1: Well, we'll find out. Now, here goes another idea that's going to make me sound like the bad guy, but some of that writing on his body should be cut off or burned away so it's incomplete if he is killed and it's taken.
2: Well, certainly, if, his, uh, if he should uh, succumb to whatever attack he uh, was under, I think a cremation would be the proper treatment.
1: Correct, but uh, right, as it sits, he's a walking scroll. Some of that needs to be changed. So if he is killed and the body's taken, they don't have it. Here's an interesting question Why did they call us? Because
5: we are the ones that put we're, they, we're his friends granted but there's no reason to actually call us and have us show up.
1: Well we've been down there twice in the last couple of days and then we got pretty friendly with the doctor and he realizes we actually care about the guy. So yeah, And
2: Lawrence is interested in what's going on as well in a, in a larger sense. So he might be looking for explanation from some I mean, there aren't that many people around who read kineo for him. Um, but
4: uh, but I do think Fuller does have a point, you know, in, in a way that uh, there are other people that could have been contacted, like even even Campbell Thompson. There, he could have been contacted in regards to this.
2: Right, Lawrence doesn't have a direct connection to Campbell Thompson.
4: Hmm. <laughs> okay. Um,
2: you know, we'll we'll find out what he's what he has to say. Yes. You should be there any minute, since we've been in the car having this conversation.
0: <laughs>
4: I'll all try. Right, by this
2: gentle bouncing.
0: What was that, Felix? I'll drive. Let's go. You, you. I guess you've been driving. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh,
5: I'm kind of scared if that's the way he's driving. Well, don't worry.
0: <laughs> You're in the back. It took you the space between two sentences to get to the asylum. Um, <laughs> all right, you go in. And uh, uh, Dr. Lawrence, uh, you you finally come to Dr. Lawrence. And he says, yes, gentlemen. He says, apparently, someone snuck into the facility last night, dressed as an orderly, Mm. and uh, uh, played uh, havoc with our electrical system. Uh, They managed to turn out half the lights in the asylum on that side. And if it wasn't for uh, the intervention of Mr. Wayne uh, in Mr. Pungent's room, uh, apparently he, uh, he uh, attacked the, uh, the assailant, whoever it was, and uh, startled him enough. I, I, it would seem that, uh, that the assailant had no idea of what was about to happen, and uh, the assailant went out the window.
1: Uh, How was
0: the assailant dressed?
1: As an orderly. What what ethnicity was the orderly? We
0: don't know. It was it was very nearly pitch
2: dark,
1: in okay. the building.
2: Um, and did Mr. Punchin receive actual injury? None whatsoever. And Mr. Wayne as well? Uh, some minor bruises. How was he emotionally?
0: Um, oddly enough, he seems just as calm as he was before.
2: It's the cats. Um, do, you, do you think you've gotten all the information from him that he has, or should we speak to him directly? I don't know. You seem to
0: have some insight into some of these strange things. Maybe you could ask questions that we
2: would have otherwise missed. And uh, their uh, suite, uh, the windows are not barred. Correct. It's, it's, it was, not, the, uh, it's not the security, right. not the secure wing. Um, do you think it would be well we'll speak to them first it might be advisable to move uh, Mr. Punch into the more secure wing to prevent
0: yes we've actually put some security uh, though we can't fathom why somebody would want to kill him
1: is it on the first floor his room
2: yes okay um the ground floor floor. well yes let's go and speak to the gentleman in question all right
0: um Indeed, when you get there, Mr. Puncheon is in his normal state. he is uh shaking, he is cowering, he's covered in bandages and blankets, and he doesn't want anybody to to interview him uh Mr Wayne is however uh, sitting on his bed
2: reading as usual. I understand you had a rather upsetting night
0: uh It was rather odd evening, yes. Um, I want you all to do a spot hidden too as you come into the room. Success. Normal. I fouled that. Oh, 99. No. (laughs) Distracted by the cats. All right. Well, Reginald, you you passed. I got
3: an extreme.
0: Oh, Felix got an extreme.
3: Yeah, I was just waiting until traffic was clear.
0: (laughs) So, Felix, what you do is, as your guys are walking in, Felix, you're sort of walking last. And as everybody clears the door, you sort of turn to push the door closed. And you notice three rocks lying on the ground behind the door. In this case, they just look like rocks from the garden. The... um... Uh, anyways, I'll I'll jump. Uh, Mr. Mr. Wayne says it was rather rather strange evening. There was an odd noise, and then Punchin began to scream. And I uh I opened my eyes and looked over, and the room was completely black, no lights, and I had reason to believe somebody was opening the door, so I I attacked. I don't know why. I just instinct, I suppose. And tell me, Mister Wayne. Did Wayne's you, rather heavy. So the the attacker, the
5: assailant, was he armed by any chance?
0: I I don't
5: actually know. Well, um, you're not cut, so he didn't try to stab
0: you. He he didn't seem he didn't seem to weigh very much at all rather thin man, I would say. I knocked him to the ground, and uh, he struggled, and I I outweighed him quite a bit. And uh, he punched me, as you can see, from the bruises. And you may not believe it, but he did a kind of a backflip and went out the window, which I had opened earlier in the evening to let in the, the cool air, uh, he didn't even touch the cell; it was rather remarkable. Very acrobatic. I, I ran to the window and looked, and I could see in the moonlight him run across the yard, and and it looked like he flew. But I believe he leaped completely over the wall.
4: Did he look like a foreign man to you, not uh, British?
0: I couldn't tell. I couldn't really tell what color he was. What nationality? Mm. I have well, the impression that he wasn't he wasn't a white man
2: mm. when Punchin cried out was he speaking uh, words or was he just he seemed very alarmed at the noise that had occurred
0: it what was, was that noise like it, it was almost like the sound of a gong going off You know, like in a Chinese dinner place. Hmm. Hmm. Not like that at all. That's more like a a sonar. This, much more like that. (laughs) Okay, that's
2: just bizarre. (laughs) What was the sound like? (laughs) Q. It sounds. Um... Yeah, so he might have, You, you know, the, the vague sense he was a foreigner, you couldn't really see anything. Probably if he hadn't been wearing white livery of the orderly, he would have been utterly invisible. Um, and he fled with great alacrity. And you're not sure, didn't see the glint of a knife at any point. I'm sure he didn't expect me at all. So they had imperfect information.
0: Well, I do. Should we, we, should mm-hmm? we, should we look the grounds over for a weapon?
2: I think that would be entirely reasonable, yes. I suspect that they... um, Well, we need to be graphic.
5: I'm willing to bet that they would not have left a weapon behind. If he had a weapon, he took it with him.
2: Well, yeah. And it sounds rather more like the children. What with the acrobatic readings. But let's have a look-see. It can hardly hurt. And I, you know, I think the more... There's an orderly outside the door, I assume, keeping an eye on things because of the attack. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So when you search the grounds, you don't find anything. But you do find a piece of rope, um, oddly lying sort of half under a tree. Put this in the drawer. Um, you're not sure, but it might have at one point been tied to a limb uh, a limb of the tree, but it had uh, once it was uh, used, it came loose and just fell to the ground. Um, you think that with well, if he's, if this person was as acrobatic as he seemed, he might have used it to jump over the wall. But other than that, you don't find any evidence. It's grass. You don't find any footprints or anything. Well, how and long is the rope? Maybe
2: 20 feet long.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he could
5: use that for climbing a wall.
2: All right. And it's newish. It's probably dry. It's not molded, moldy. Well, it's not it's not moldy, but it's
0: it doesn't look new. It's old. It's a little frayed, but it's not that old. It looks like a
2: rope that you'd have in your garage or something. Probably um, something not to leave lying around in a sanitary, at any
1: rate. Is there a tree around there where he could have even bent the branch down and possibly, and yeah, had it tied off, let it go, and it just pulled him right up and over the wall, with making right. it look like he. It definitely looks like he had this planned. Okay.
5: 20 feet of rope, not only could climb a wall, it could tie someone up. If he was looking to with tr- with take punching with him, which is pure speculation, because we didn't, but I mean, they didn't use a knife. So if they were looking to assassinate, I would imagine they'd want a knife.
2: Did Mr. Wayne have any idea why he thought that was, did he assume Punchin was the intended victim because Punchin was crying out? Yes. For all Wayne knows, it could have been himself that was the subject of the attack, but he didn't get that impression. And he certainly startled the assailant thoroughly. Well, um, I'm afraid our report to Dr. Lawrence is going to be somewhat truncated, uh, we do know that there is an organization that uh, is militant and occasionally violent regarding Assyrian artifacts. And it could even be considered by some at this point that Mr. Punchin's person is, a, in a sense, an Assyrian artifact.
5: Well, even beyond that, I mean, one of the first clues we got was the note stuffed in the mouth about um, punishing those who basically stole property, I mean, the odds are pretty high that that would apply as well.
1: Yeah, but I'm going to agree with Reginald because now he technically is property. You know what I mean? Like his body is a scroll of secret information.
5: Once again, though, to get that skin, you would have to have a knife. Now they could tie him up, take him with him, but a man who's already hysterical, screaming and hollering, that's probably not going to work.
1: Right, right. But um, any of, if any of us went up to this man right now and said, hey, come with me, he's going to start freaking out and yelling. They didn't know. Who, it, this might not have been an attack. It might have been, let me get into his room and speak with him, not knowing the mental instabil- instability of, of him. Very and- possible. By going in and trying to talk to him, automatically the guy would start screaming. Uh, Wayne, uh, Wayne, is it the other gentleman?
2: Wayne, Wayne
1: hears the scream and thinks he's being attacked and automatically, you know, and then if he's swing at him, the other guy would swing back naturally. So it might have been a big un- misunderstanding, actually.
5: I mean, very possible, I, 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 you know, I mean, very possible. But at the same time, from what we know of the Children of Tranquility, they're not, they don't mind a little violence. So, you know, I mean, we've seen more acts of violence from them than we had
1: negotiation. But they did tone themselves down and said they were going to use more Western methods in London from now on.
2: Well, furthermore, um, you know, it's only the acrobatics that make me think of them necessarily, because, you know, Guido's master presumably wants the scroll of endless shadow. True. Right. It seems True. To want
1: everything. I mean, essentially, neither one of them were violently hurt.
2: I would like to discuss with Dr. Lawrence the possibility, with uh, Mr. Punchin's uh, agreement, that we doctor the text so that it is illegible, something as Cyrus was suggesting earlier. Cuneiform's is a very interdependent form of script. But if it's carved into the skin, what are we really going to be able to do? Well, a little cut here and a little cut there might make it illegible. It would be something that Mr. Punchin might would, have, of course, have to agree to it would be akin to a surgical procedure. But given the fact that he's worried about anybody reading the text, he might actually think it's a good idea.
5: We could pour Indian ink over him, and that would, it, it, it won't stop it, understand. But they're gonna have to spend a lot more time studying it than just casually glancing at it.
2: You know, there are various forms of disguise that are less extreme than surgery, I agree. Um, it also is a question of whether it can be altered because what I translated and said that the text of the scroll is upon him until someone who is worthy of Nabu completes the task. So it might not, it might be uh, resistant to change or disguise. Even if we could change or disguise it, of course, that's not going to inform the attacker that it's no longer a viable text. I mean, it would just be for his own peace of mind, I guess. I would have liked to find a knife with some fingerprints on it and foot juicy footprint of the flower bed.
4: Going off what Cyrus was saying, um, I offer another potential in this situation, given what uh, Professor Punchin had mentioned before and and, uh, in his notes. Could this have been a uh, way to threaten him? Come in and say that like, um, we know where you are, we can do something to you at any time. We know where to find you. And then again, person going in doesn't entirely know what's going on. That would be in line with with the Warlock and Guido and that company, yes?
2: Well, that's like a best-case scenario, because the opposite message was achieved. They proved themselves to be not omniscient and dangerous. I'm at a loss.
1: I I just think if somebody really wanted to hurt him, that he would have been hurt. I, this was a scouting mission, or an initial attempt, or... Right. If they wanted to kill him, they would have come loaded with a weapon,
5: and Mister Wayne would have felt
0: the implications the, of that. Exactly.
4: And I'm I'm thinking the professor's more worth. What how, how would you say the? He's worth more to anyone alive because not just because of this uh, spell upon him, but he. I mean, he's an expert in kineo I mean, if if this. Uh, Warlock has, and his group and his guidos have this, uh, you know, desire to work with uh, the Caesarian stuff, they're going to need somebody to help translate. And I'm sure there's quite a few uh, other documents and, and, and such that they need in order to achieve their goals. And he would be the person to uh, have in their pocket, as it, as it were.
5: Well, perhaps we should search the room and see if there's any evidence to anything that got dropped, mislaid, footprints, fingerprints, not that we can really use fingerprints, but.
2: We have to, you know, we have to, since I assume that Mr. Wayne took us outside to show us the escape route where we found the rope, we've got to turn the rope over to someone in the hospital and return Mr. Wayne to his room and they can see if Mr. Punchin is amenable to conversation. I'd like to know if he has any idea about the location of either the Horner of Alu or the Eye of Amatsu. Um, and you mentioned, Felix, that you saw another trinity of stones. Felix isn't there. Oh, he, he didn't come out with us. Well, he, he wandered off somewhere.
0: I Where did that. he go? I don't know. He wandered off somewhere. Well, right. did we Felix see does. him
5: wander off?
0: Not you were paying attention to the ground and the tree and the rope
2: as well. behind us on the way in the room. After all, and you know he's a slippery one. Uh, but I guess if we go back to their room and look for clues, we're going to find the three stones, unless Punchins hidden them in the meantime.
5: Well, you know, there's a spell of protection using three stones in the fragmentus.
1: Protection of what sort? Yes, do you know a ward against what? Ward
5: against someone coming into the room.
1: So it kind of like locks the door or something? Or, oh, it put in an alarm or something, didn't it? That's
2: the gong that Mr.
1: Wayne heard.
2: (gasps) There we go. Speaking of coming into the room. (laughs)
1: Hello,
2: Felix. Where have you been?
3: I was down in the cafeteria there. I was talking to Mr. Johnson. You remember, Mister mm. Johnson speaks backwards to the mirror, stares at oh. the wall all day. Mm-hmm. Curious fellow, really. I find him fascinating. But forward, forward to you, though, right? No, no, he's backward. He's completely reversed. He's not, he, but he's still. He's, he's fun. He's uh, he's very interesting. He, he, I like the way he thinks. Uh, he was down having lunch. And so I went and asked him if he had seen anything last night, anything, anything odd or anything that might stand out. And he said, no, that, uh, the lights had went off and that sparked, sparked, if you will, uh, a thought. If the lights went out in the entire hospital, that means it needed to have as there was a central point where the power was shut off. So that led me to believe in my walk back up here. That maybe we should, uh, maybe not as a group of five. Probably won't be necessary, but that one of us should check out where the where that one power shutoff is to see if there's any clue. Maybe there was more than one person. Maybe one person shut off the uh, shut off the lights. The other made the run. Uh, perhaps they dropped something while they were down there. Maybe they left a note. Highly unlikely, but we won't know unless we go down and take a look. So, uh, if you guys want to. Hang out here. I'm gonna to run to the basement and uh, and check that out and see if I can see anything.
5: And here's another mystery for you: Who cast the spell of warding that room? Punchin did. Punchin did without um, Wayne realizing what was going on. Well, what? How? Do you know? in near can- Catatonia.
1: Yeah, but some things just become second nature once you've done them so many times. Yeah, There's It's some... clearly a
2: priority that he be protected from those coming in. Well, I Felix, explain... do you mind if I join I you?
4: Just, uh, I'm just concerned about any of us going alone anywhere.
3: Oh, yeah. I'm all about having somebody to watch
0: me. That'd be fine. So. Very good. All right. Um, Felix and Vadim, uh you you head down towards the basement and i would like you i would like you i would like felix especially to do an idea on
3: eighty uh just a regular pass
0: okay um you walk down to the the basement and um, there's a couple of maintenance people. Um, they show you the panel uh, where the power is. And the power is actually, there's there's various uh, breakers for different parts of the hospital. And they said that the only one that was tripped was the one for that particular wing of the hospital. And they point to where it is. But it suddenly occurs to you that if the guy tripped this himself, he would have had to have run like crazy to get down to that ward. Um, Of course, he is described as an acrobatic fellow, but you're not sure how long it would actually take to do it.
3: Now, we did just walk from we didn't just walk from their room to
0: here. Yeah, that's kind of why you're thinking it because you walked here and it took you a minute and a half, maybe two minutes. If you were running, and actually, if you left this, if you left the basement and went up the way you came, you would have gone into the dark. So the person could have moved very swiftly hopefully not running into anybody along the way.
3: On that panel, is it marked as, you know, East Wing, West Wing? Yeah. They're all clearly marked.
0: And there's also things, there were things along the way in the hallway, you know, trays with medical equipment and 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 stuff like that. And there was staff. And And there were some twists and turns. He would have had to have known the route. Pretty damn well to get there as quickly as he did. Okay. Or not.
3: Or not been in both places. As as I exactly a deem. Yes. This guy would have had to be incredibly athletic, have some kind of supernatural dark sight, or just be incredibly lucky. To kill the power, make it all the way back to that room without knocking something over, running into someone, being seen, or tripping and breaking at his neck. Which is one possibility, is that he's all of those. Or two, he knows this place like the back of his hand.
4: Or, or three, three, he's three,
3: he's not alone.
4: And I'm also thinking he might also have an accomplice on the inside here. Somebody who's not quite into understanding what the patients are up to, but knows the comings and goings of the place,
3: or is terribly, uh, is terribly interested in it. True. Kind of makes me wonder about the doctor,
4: or quite possibly somebody who has uh, been here before, or may be still here now,
3: or somebody who didn't get hit so much or bruised by somebody but instead ran into a bunch of stuff while he was walking back through a dark area, just trying to get back to his room.
1: Mm,
4: possibly. I would, I would go with more of the accomplice thing mm-hmm. and two people.
3: Well, let's take another quick look around the creepy old basement here and see if there's anything that, uh, anything we can see, anything we can find. Uh, mm-hmm. Not so
0: much. And it's really not that creepy. It's pretty well lit. It's like a hospital
3: basement. And by creepy of a dame, I mean that in a relative sense.
0: Yes. Yeah. Creepier than the lawn. (laughs) All right. I don't know. The crabgrass under the willow tree is (laughs) kind (laughs) of.
1: Now, um, how watched are these patients? Like, you can't just freely walk around, can you? Well, they can come and go from their rooms as pleased? Or?
0: You're not in the secure area because these patients are not considered dangerous. So, yeah. I mean, if they want to go for a walk out on the lawn or go sit under a, a tree and look at the crabgrass, they can do that.
1: But they couldn't... I mean, I mean, once they get back, Felix, um, did they... Is it a locked door to get down to the basement? Obviously, they have restrictions, obviously. Or they could literally just walk to other floors? Or um, There's enough people
0: around that they would be watched. They would be seen. Um, there's always people on duty that, you know, if they saw Punchin, for instance, leave his room, there would almost immediately be a nurse or somebody come up and say, what, what can I do for you? Do you need to go somewhere? Do you want to go sit outside? They'd, they'd be assisted. Right. Okay. Um, there are, however, there's a, there's a men's wing and a women's wing where they are dangerously insane. And those are locked up tight. Those are, yeah, there's no way that those, those prisoners could get out. Okay. The security there is very high. Is
3: um, Punchin's roommate
0: uh, Lewis Wayne?
3: Lewis Wayne, Mr. Wayne. I- I'm going to make my way back up to the room.
0: Okay. I think the rest of you are there, so now you're all together again. Yeah. How communicative is is Punchin? He doesn't chatter. He, he'll, he'll answer questions, but he, for the most part, he seems just like uh, a rather tired old man who, obviously he was an artist. Um, and he's just, he's, he comes across maybe as a bit depressed. Punchin does. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, Lewis Wayne does.
2: Right.
0: Uh, punching um, Punchin is, Punchin is communicative to the point where he rambles constantly about. Mm, right.
2: it, when I uh, congratulate him on the successful use of his ward, does that cause any response other than the same?
0: He's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That way, nobody, nobody can, nobody can take me by surprise. No, 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 no. no, no. They're trying to kill me. I'm sure they're trying to kill me. I'm sure they want me. I'm sure they want it.
4: Professor well, Punchin, do you know who, who they are?
0: It could be anyone. It, could be, uh, it wants to be read. It wants, it wants, it wants we its know. to be known. And, uh,
4: but we would like to find out who these people are so that we can keep it from being read.
0: You, you're not able to get much else mm-hmm. out of him. And if you if he notices that you're staring at him too much, he becomes he doesn't want you to look at him because not gonna
4: not gonna you're, you're
0: trying to read it don't 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 no no.
2: Um, and if I inquire as to what he hoped to gain through the shadow gate, that's just he just skitters off
1: in some right. What, what about uh, any questions about the horn or the... Uh, I mean, oh, I'm going to yeah. relay this to Reginald because Reginald seems to be the one talking with him the most. So I don't want to interject, let, let him focus on one person. But I ask him about the horn or the eye or the seal and see what he says.
0: He doesn't seem to give any kind of response to it. He just continues to ramble the way that he's rambling.
2: Very well. We'll keep up the wording. Uh, and we're going to try to make sure that no one can get to you.
1: Now they know it's serious, after all. Maybe you should put a ward on the window and on the door. I don't know if you could do two or not, but.
0: Yeah. Word it up. Anything else
3: before you leave? Yeah, I wanted to have just a word with Wayne, Mr. Okay. Wayne. So, Mr. Wayne,
0: he smiles up
3: at you pleasantly the um, the fellow that came in last last night was a good job that's very very brave of you to jump on top of him like that uh, well,
0: Mr. is my friend now yeah
3: yeah he's good he's a good guy the uh the when we came in. I saw three stones behind your door. Are those your stones?
0: No, I don't know what those are. I think I saw I saw Willard with them. Um, I think he must have gotten them when he went for a walk with the nurses. Okay. They want us to go out into the sunlight every once in a while.
3: Right, right, right. And, it, and it's nice out, so that, that's a good thing to do. Uh, and you said you opened the window.
0: Yes, it was rather warm in here last night. Mm-hmm.
3: It was the door open? Was the door open and the window open, or was the door closed and the window open?:
0: The door was closed. Hmm. The and person The person came into the room, and that's when I attacked him. After I heard that very strange noise, like a Chinese gong.
3: Okay, so just so I get this straight, because a lot's gone on. So the door was closed. You hear a gong. A man appears.
0: I heard a gong, and then I heard Mr. Punchin scream out.
3: At any time, did you hear the door open and or close?
0: I heard the, the gong sound. I heard Mr. Punchin cry out. I sat up and I could see that at that moment somebody was coming in the door. I think I could hear the door opening. And after that I I reacted instinctually and I attacked, I I, I knew something was wrong. All of the lights were out and I don't know. I, I attacked what was coming in the door Hmm. He was coming in slowly, quietly.
3: No heavy breathing.
0: No, I don't remember any breathing. Hmm. Very quiet
2: he was, except for Although, that
0: gong sound.
2: With Mister Panchin screaming, also. Yes. It might have been hard to hear panting. I could faintly see the white, but- Yes, and I'm, sh- I'm sure there's some light in the hallways, even at night, even if your room lights were there off, there normally would be light.
0: It was, it was, there should be light, right. but there was no light in the hallways. Yes, Do well, again- The moon Sorry. was out, and he looks over at the window. Maybe there was a reflection of the light and I could see just a bit.
4: You mentioned the uh, the assailant was rather light.
0: Yes, rather... like you weighed very little at all.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: How did you alert staff once the uh, acrobat had left leapt out the window and over the wall? I I, I didn't.
0: Um uh it uh, a few minutes later the lights came on, and the uh mm. the staff the, the the night staff came around to check and make sure everything was okay and uh they saw that the door was open, and Mr Punchin was yelling mm. and uh they they tried to calm him down by then I'd already stepped back to my my place I see.
2: Well, I'm personally quite grateful to you for um, fending off this ne'er do well, and we shall do everything that we can to try to um, apprehend him or them. I'm afraid your roommate has enemies. Well, then
0: perhaps they should post a guard.
2: Yes, I'll sp- I, I, we've already spoken to the doctor about that, and I think we'll be persuasive.
3: Well, Mr. Wayne, I didn't mean to grill you there and put you under the put you under a spotlight. I wasn't that wasn't my intention. We're just trying to look out for the best
0: for it's, Mr. It's Murphy. quite all right. Anything I can do to help? All
3: right. I like your pictures. They're
0: nice. My cats. I used to do quite a lot of illustration for magazines.
3: Hmm.
2: I feel like you've got a little too um, advanced for them, but I'm sure uh, history will show that you were in the right in these fascinating objects. You should never stop working, as long as you're able. Uh, And we talked to Lawrence about security. Um, I'm sure we can figure out a way to done uh, Campbell Thompson for it. Without him kicking up a fuss. Um, Because, you know, we... Can't be certain, but we have reason to suspect that there'll be further attempts. The um, the text on Mr. Punchin's body is very valuable to some parties, some unscrupulous parties, as it happens. Um, and so, yeah, uh, you know, for the unforeseeable future, he'll need some kind of security, greater than that of the normal voluntary, inmate patient
0: well we'll put some of our, our larger orderlies on guard duty do you think that we should uh, transfer him to a more secure well I wouldn't want to put him in with the uh, the inmates
2: yes that's the problem I mean obviously
0: that was just Roger he's using a scooter up and down this, the hall
1: <laughs> if
2: it's therapeutic all the better well it's not really there (laughs) oh i see he makes the scooter noise with his mouth yeah (laughs) Mm. um yes i'm sure it would be uh, well untherapeutic to move him into the end of the wing with the dangerous people but
1: no doctor i'm sure on this floor every once in a while somebody gets out of line a little bit and you don't send them up with the criminal patients. There must be a little time out area where people are put to cool off. I mean, it would make sense, no? Well, we might put him in a, in a room by himself. I
0: but don't think are...
1: splitting them up would be beneficial to... No, I don't
0: think so either. They seem to like each other. Mr. Wayne has a calming effect.
2: No, I think it's just about, you know. Can you... ...until something gets resolved.
1: Put some nails in the window so it only opens about a half a foot or something. You know, it only lifts up maybe half a foot so nobody can get in and out the window. It'll stop somebody from coming in and they'd have to smash the window to get in. Or change their rooms. That way if somebody comes back, they're going to go to that room and find it empty at least.
0: Well, I certainly could change their rooms, but uh, Mr. Wayne likes this room.
2: Um, I'll certainly consider it yes he does need good light but perhaps the same room on the third floor would have just as good light and be a little bit more secure whatever i mean it's your institution obviously i'm sure you've had to deal with other kinds of incidents although well, this, I think, window, perhaps
0: that wouldn't be such a bad idea we'll, we'll i'll see what i can do to beef up security
2: um and it struck our colleague mr matthews that um to get from the electrical breaker, I believe it's called, down cellar, into this room in pitch darkness would take feat of great agility and knowledge. So we fear there may be someone on staff who's compromised or at least that the assailant had an accomplice in building.
0: Well, there's a lot of staff. We, we could do some reviews of the staff and see if anyone looks new or suspicious.
2: Yeah, and there's the question of how they gained entry as an orderly in the first place. Uh, you know, those are two places that might be buttressed. Um, not to tell you your business, just because we are concerned that this is an not an individual act of uh, violence or lunacy, but an organiz- organized uh, interest that we might be facing. All right. Well, thank you gentlemen for your
0: assistance. And if I know anything more, I will give you a call for sure.
2: Thank you, Uh, I have anything, uh, we've gotten the photographs back and I'll be looking at them. If anything interesting turns up or something that might help, I'll be in touch. All right. And if Mr. Punchin's condition should change at all, we'd be interested to to know as well. Absolutely,
1: certainly. Now, once we're out of your shop from the doctor, I bring up to the group, maybe we should do a little research into this Wayne character, just to make sure we can find out, you know, anything and oh, Wayne artist worked on magazines, okay, he's legit. Or is he a plant?
0: Um, most likely, if you guys have read certain magazines and things like that, you've seen his art. Okay, I just want to make sure he is who he was. you know he'll he like like the cat dressed like Santa Claus and the I mean there's all sorts of things he did a lot of illustrations, okay, so yeah, you're pretty sure you you're, you know who he is.
5: How about a velvet Elvis?
4: <laughs> I
0: don't think Elvis is alive yet. <laughs> That would be remarkable. <laughs> that would be very spooky. <laughs> Madam Cleo maybe painted it back in <laughs> the uh, All right. So you guys leave there. Um, where would you what would you like to do next? Where would you like to go?
2: Did we have Felix send someone over to Mr. Schwanz Schweins- yet? Can we just can we just throw that out? <laughs> something that was useless you you y- yeah you phone you phone
0: Schwanziker, and you don't get an answer uh mm-hmm. you you go by his place and uh he seems to have left
2: the sign of the one that says i've moved to switzerland enough of this yeah something like that
3: left is just the store left as in locked it, up it looks like he's out gone out of business yeah uh, it happens There goes that
0: investment. He'll go suck some sausages somewhere else.
3: (laughs) Reginald firing up the wayback machine got me all the way back to page two.
0: So what would you like to do next?
2: You are working on the... uh, We do have the photographs to study. Until somebody has an idea, maybe I'll just immerse myself in this cuneiform and perhaps if I learn more of the ritual from it, I'll have some other idea.
0: Now you have the photographs, but you don't have the the journals.
2: You gave those to Longton. That's right. I could phone him from the club and see if he's gotten anywhere with them. Well,
0: he says uh, not very much. Uh, um, It's not under, I I don't understand a lot of this because I I don't have the the text that it's referring to. Um, Were you able to um, were you able to procure, uh, I think you said photographs that you were trying to get?
2: We did take some photographs uh, and I think I'm developing an idea of the sequence of the text um i'll transcribe it in batches as i go and see if that is of help to you
0: well one of my one of my colleagues here you may have met him before uh walter memes Mm. uh uh, man he's also an expert on cuneiform and uh he uh he caught me looking over the journals and uh as we say looked over my shoulder mm-hmm. and immediately told me that there was something very wrong here that uh that mr Punchin had completely mistranslated certain passages uh wow. he had used uh as he said it uh um that uh, cuneiform is uh, polyvalent, which we're all aware of, and that uh, that the meanings of the words had been mistranslated, and that uh, that this kind of a text, uh, it, there's a way to decipher what what order it should be put into um, mm-hmm. if, you, if you have all of the text, but he seemed to indicate to me he seems. Uh, Mr. Meme seems to me rather uh, obsessed lately with uh, the new artifacts from Nineveh. You don't say. So. Yes, I mean, he's been cataloging a large number of them. And uh, when he saw this, he became very, very interested.
2: Um, he seemed to indicate that it was dangerous. Well, it appears to have done Mr. Punchin no end of uh, trouble. So perhaps we should also proceed with care.
0: Well, if you don't mind, I would like very much to see the scrolls uh, as, as you photographed them on his body.
2: Uh, yes, very well. Um, uh, what, uh, shall we make an appointment? Are you available now? I'm uh, I'm available for for you. I'm available any (laughs) time. That's
0: very kind of you.
2: Uh, Do you want to see if uh, we can bring Mr. Weems in at the same time? Um,
0: I'll tell him yes that you're coming that you have
2: photographs. Very well. I'll see you shortly. Uh, Perhaps I'll bring some of my uh, colleagues. All right. So, fellows, um, I explained that. You know, obviously that traffic London can be allowed. Um, explain the, you know, the broad strokes of the conversation. Um, you know, the question it, that I must put to you is do you think that we're increasing the overall risk by involving these people or that we need to solve these puzzles to avoid the coming disaster. I've never been much for reading people, mostly text. How about people with texts on them? (laughs) (laughs) I've read some of that.
1: I think we need to do what we need to do regardless. Like, if danger, no danger, we need to investigate this and put an end to it once and for all.
4: Mm
2: -hmm. All right, if no one objects, uh, you're all welcome.
4: May I make a suggestion? Please. Uh, That we uh, provide a couple pictures right now and say the others are there's been troubles with the negatives and uh, they're being worked on to see if we can get them to uh, come out. That way we can slowly monitor the information going out. And if something does happen, we don't give it all away right away.
2: I don't maybe get a better
4: to... Maybe get a better feel on what's going on.
2: I mean, heaven knows until yesterday, I thought Longton was as straight and narrow as they can be, and he might well be, but I've, you know, we've had- We've had several very long and difficult months and I am less trusting than I used to be. Um, I think we you all are. A- arranged to have uh, two copies of all the photographs so we can put a complete batch in the safe here, take half of what we've already of, of the half of one set over now and see if we can get a, a read on a better read on London and also this, fellow. Um,
1: he just I'm this Weems fellow. Um
4: this weems fellow.
1: Um, we could even uh, put out some disinformation, such as they're moving Punch into Lancaster Hospital, you know, or a specialist in the Americas wants to see him. He might go overseas just to throw off and he would-be.
2: I just wish we knew where our various adversaries got their information. Because I don't think that telling memes and Langton is gonna stop the Guido party or the children of tranquility. I think, you know, I feel like there's just so many different streams. I mean, how did the Frenchman who approached Punchin know that he was working on the scrolls? It's just, there's no sensible sequence of events that, that provides that information. Again, though, uh, perhaps the missing piece in all of this is memes, since he's been cataloging things coming in from Innova. You know, he might know more than Arm Brewster, uh, not Arm Brewster, um, did, uh, you know, or, or even Thompson himself. The other question I'd like to um, begin to ponder as a group is how we can get a hold of Thompson. Oh, I guess we know what club it goes to. But I don't know if we don't want to have a scene at a club. But I do think we need to have another conversation with him. And I'm afraid I did not make a very good impression the last time we spoke.
4: Well what we what we really need to do, and this is where Thompson is the key to this, is find out who um in the British museum system uh, funded all of this. Uh this this whole this whole trip to Nineveh because this is this is where the warlock and the Guidos and that organization is based. I mean it it's it's quite likely that they are the ones that you know had influence to do this.
1: Yeah, but if you have that much money and you're funding something for a magical dig or whatever you want to call it, some sort of evil gate to destroy the world, you're not gonna put your name to it. You're gonna well, be smart enough to disguise I'm not saying it's a, a, you're wrong. You're probably 100% right, but I would think that they're smart enough not to be tied directly to it. Well, it they, have,
4: they have disguised who they are pretty well already. So,
2: And again, this is the way the broad question comes. How do we get Thompson to ever tell us the truth? Because he's done nothing but lie to us historically. Um, I think Felix has an idea.
3: We have a guy for that. We have Cyrus.
0: Really? He's killed all the people that he's talked to. <laughs> Those people
3: all exploded on their own.
0: Yeah,
3: But I don't think Thompson will explode. But I'm sure he will bleed and maybe in that blood will be our answers.
2: At the very least, you've got a fine cleanup crew. Should that come to pass. Right.
4: That I would suggest go very cautiously because Thompson is, in, he is quite in the eye of, of others and we don't want to uh,
1: yeah, he's upset the boat. He's a socialite now and he hangs mm-hmm. out with a lot of people that have a lot more money than we do.
3: But he also has an image to uphold. And if anybody can destroy someone's image, it's the people I run around with.
4: Well, there is one thing in academia that that will destroy you, and that is going into obscurity. Something so, to ponder.
2: Uh, do you all want to accompany me to the museum? To um,
4: sure, I'll go. Da, I'll be there. Follow
2: up with these photographs. These partial set of photographs. Yeah, uh, we'll take. You know, we'll take eight of the dozen that we have. We didn't get the soles of his feet, is that correct? Right, you didn't get and, under the hair. And of course we couldn't get under his hair, yeah. So we have broad shots of, his, of most of his body that are clear enough to read the markings on.
0: I'm, I'm also not sure that you would have photographed his privates.
2: Right, and yet presumably they are marked. Yeah, I mean, it was part of changing his dressings, wasn't it? So, right. and they're everywhere. But given that he began to object pretty quickly, I think that's why we have, we basically have front, back, and sides. Maybe we don't even have to keep anything back for that matter. Uh, our information is so limited. But I, 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 you know, the idea of trying to feel out Longton and for that matter, means, uh, it makes a degree of sense to me. See how greedy they seem.
1: See, I would think it would be memes more than Longden because he said it was dangerous. How would you know? It's you're reading some cuneiform. It, it's an old scroll. It's an old story. It's an old yada yada yada. What? Why would he determine that this specific text is dangerous? That's what put a flag in my head.
2: Well, even no. in what I translated, there was specific warning. Okay. There is
1: warning all the time, the
4: time in, way. in. But there is warning all the time in uh, in folklore. So what, what does what does this have to be different the folklore?
1: Right, like like on Tutankhamun's tomb, it was a curse. Would you Precise. say, oh, that's dangerous? No, that's some old whatever from two thousand years ago. Why would you specifically say, "Oh, this could be dangerous," unless you had some insider knowledge?
2: Well, and again, um, well, two things I would say to that. One is that if you'd asked me six months ago whether the curse in Tutankhamun's tomb was something to be taken seriously, I'd have laughed. And now I feel rather differently. We have seen that Right, because you know warnings. Yes. So perhaps memes knows. That doesn't mean that he's. Uh, working against us. It might just mean that he's had experiences that are, that change his understanding of these things. Um, I, yeah. Let's off. Are you going to drive again, Felix? Have you been driving again, Felix, while we had this conversation? Yes. <laughs> yes. I have. It's a very comfortable town car. I must it's, say. It's
3: a smooth ride. You know, it's um it's a, it's a very smooth ride and the roads are much improved from what they once were. So you probably never even realized we were in the car.
0: All right. So you arrive back at the British museum. You go to Longdon's office and as you uh, knock on the door and step inside, you can see that, uh, that Longdon has the book. He's got the books on his desk and he's got, it's kind of like a table where can, he can examine things and make notes of his own and write. Um, there's a man there, Walter Meems. You recognize him because when you were trying to find information about the shadow man and you were down here before, you met Miss Lycaster and you met Mr. Means. Um, at that time, Mr. Meems seemed very very much a very serious individual. He wasn't interested in rumors or nonsense. He was simply working on this project, and he, he was a very serious uh, archaeologist or whatever you'd say. In this case, when you walk in, he seems very eager to have a look at what Mr. Longdon has told him that you're bringing. Um, and and he uh, Longden introduces you, gentlemen. Uh, this is Mr. Mr. Walter Memes. Um, he is actually quite a bit better at the cuneiform than I am. Um, and and Memes says, uh, "Yes, you you have the uh, the photographs. I would very much like to see them."
2: Oh uh, yes, I actually believe we have met before, Mr. Memes. But it's a pleasure. Um, we'll have uh, we? I, I, you know, we've been um, in and out uh, of here quite a lot in the last few months. Um, Usually looking for things that were absent rather than presenting something.
0: Well, I'm a very busy man, so I I don't have a lot of time to to converse with people. Do you have the photographs?
2: Yes, indeed. Um, And I warn you, they're a little shocking. These are fresh injuries. Um So do you show him the, the photographs? And I yeah, present a little portfolio. Um, I'm only going to leave two out. Okay? Well, he immediately he immediately
0: takes he begins to go through them, okay, rather quickly, looking for something in particular. And he says, he says, uh, the beginning, the thing that I would anticipate, Uh, does not seem to be here, but this, and he puts his hand on it, he said, this, uh, um, amazingly, this is the scroll of endless shadow. And from what I understand of the artifacts, this was on a scroll, and now it is on Mr. Punchin's body, I believe there were actually three scrolls. Were there? It would seem that somehow the curse upon these scrolls is in fact effective. Now I know how strange, how very strange that seems, but I have been working with. The things that we've been received that we've, that we've acquired from Nineveh, you know, there was a second expedition to, in the 2019. The 1919, <laughs> I guess. Uh, the more I, I look at these artifacts, the more I begin to realize that there may be something here. There, there may be something far more, you know, everybody's talking about a curse. Very strange things going on, I, I it, and, and he starts to point at some of it, and he says, "You see here." This, and now, if you look in his in his book, uh, he translates it this way, but what he's using, what he's he's made the a, a terrible mistake. He's using a, a Syrian as his base when everything in the collection that i've looked at so far that has markings on it it's much more archaic much much older than than standard syrian so he's completely mistranslated this he's made assumptions that are completely wrong this this text is is very old indeed possibly from the earliest the earliest assyrian writings uh, uh, there is, there are warnings here. Dire warnings that if this ritual is not performed correctly, that the god will take terrible vengeance on on anyone.
2: Well, and the photographs show, in fact, that they have, it would seem. Do you know what uh, purpose would be served by opening the shadow gate i i i i don't know
0: in this case i would need to translate them i would need to carefully carefully translate them and i would need all of them uh, i can see here that that you were unable to get whatever cuneiform must be written underneath his hairline hmm.
2: yes um he's uh extremely agitated by the idea that anyone should translate this text or read it. He feels that the text itself wants to be read. He has has read it himself, or at least attempted to. Misread it, yes. Misread it. Perhaps the fact that he has misread it is why he's so afraid. But I don't think that allowing the man any human dignity, we can retrieve the text from other places, beneath his hair, uh, his his uh, buttocks, the soles of his feet. He was very agitated at, at the attempt we made to photograph him at all.
0: I, I He's don't a tortured know. creature, I can tell you. I, I imagine he has been punished,
2: as it says here. I understand the curse to assert that until someone who is worthy of Naboo can correctly perform the ritual, Mr. Punchin is doomed to be the scrolls himself. And I believe that the scrolls that he acquired were in fact vellum of human flesh, another preceding recipient of this curse I just don't understand what good it could possibly do, even if it were performed correctly. Well,
0: is this all you have? We can do what we can to translate some of this.
2: Uh, We have, I I believe there's a potential for a couple of more images uh, that the negatives were damaged. but we will well, we'll not have a complete text uh, with that photographing him further, which I'm loath to do, loath even to consider. But, but in the name of science,
0: in the name of discovery, his hair will go back.
2: You know, he's been mutilated and is in a madhouse. And you would, I'm not sure that a complete text is worth further tormenting the poor man. Maybe, if 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 this is
0: true, if any of this is true, that we could be standing on a warning that would save us all. I, we just don't know. But if 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 in fact this has written itself on his body, by dare I say magic. If magic is true, then we could be in horrible danger.
2: Mr. Memes, I can assure you that magic is uh, something that is real in our world. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it seems so preposterous, though. Uh, can I ask you, uh, since you've been cataloging the latter expedition... Uh, if you're aware of the absence of the eye of Lamatsu or the horn of Alu.
0: And he looks over at Longdon, and Longdon says, you know, there, there are things that never arrived. And he says, the, the horn of Alu here. It says it's it's part of the ritual. All of these things were present inside the temple of Nabu. Kept there.
4: You mentioned other artifacts that uh, have you concerned over all this. What other artifacts? Well, there was a
0: whole inside? library, a whole library of uh, of cuneiform texts, hmm. all that seemed to mention things. I've I've been reading them, and they they corroborate one another, and they they seem to indicate that there was some terrible thing that was on the verge of breaking into our world I know that you say it seems important to you but I think it's vital that we find out what all of the text says
1: can you work on what we have now and we'll see what we could do about getting the rest of it
0: yes yes it will take me a while this is not easy This is an archaic language. It's very difficult to translate.
1: And if you had to take a shot in the dark about where those missing artifacts went, where would you start to look? For the horn, the eye, the seal? I I have no idea. If
0: they were missing on the way here, they could be anywhere. If If they were... If they were taken by somebody who knew vaguely what they were, they could be in some private collection. Somebody will never find them.
4: Is, is there a manifest of any kind of any of the uh, artifacts we you know that are here?
0: Uh, there's thousands of artifacts.
4: Hmm. Um, it, it might behoove us to see what we can find and see what is actually here. That way, in the future, we might be able to... Uh, well, it's it, down a it, it's more. what
0: we're working on presently, but it may take years to uh, for us to finish cataloging mm. everything that's come.
4: I do have another question, if you don't mind, sir. Did uh did Professor Punchin have a uh, office here at the uh, museum or in a collaborating building?
0: Oh yes, he had an office here, but mostly he worked from home.
4: Hmm. W- would it be possible if we could? Um, have a look here because um, just in well, case we might have left something.
0: They, they look at each other and he says, I don't see why not. Uh, I'll get the security guy to let us in.
4: Very good. Thank you.
0: Uh, how's your relationship with Campbell Thompson? Oh, Mr. Campbell Thompson, a uh, brilliant man. Um, I I haven't spoken to him directly in months now. Uh, he's very busy with socializing and uh, building up his uh, reputation as a,
2: a rather brilliant archaeologist. Yeah, it's a bit of a swashbuckler as well. Um, when did you first learn of the 1919 expedition? He
0: he looks once again. He looks over at Longdon, and and looks back at you, and he's. Uh, well, I would say it was a number of months ago uh, that we had received we had received the shipments quite a while back, I would say uh, a number of years ago and uh, they had been placed into storage and uh, it was uh, at the prompting of the uh, board of directors uh, and Campbell Thompson himself that we began cataloging them they had some plans for uh, a new display which I believe they're working on now Um, uh, once we began working on it we became very excited about what these were Uh, and we were also told to keep our mouths shut because we didn't want the public knowing before the announcement Um,
2: now if you were uh, at the uh, site of a temple and a library that you were not allowed to retrieve artifacts from in the near world. And you had the job of shipping things back to the British museum secretly and you didn't want to lose some of the items. How would you go about doing such a thing? Or or what do you know about what Campbell Thompson did? Because we really did track these items that appear not to have arrived, but must be here somewhere.
0: Well, Mm. I don't know for sure. I've never done anything like that. However, you know that that the British Museum has done that many times, Egypt and other places. You just go in, you dig them up, you put them in boxes and you ship them home. And unless the government finds out what you've done, nobody says one thing or the other. They're packed in straw. They're wrapped to be be, uh, kept safe and probably marked as... um,
2: I don't know, uh, manufacturing goods. Yes, fragile household goods do not drop. And inside each crate, would there be some manifest? Not necessarily, no. It seems like a system designed for maximum lossage. Well, it is 1920s.
0: (laughs) Hopefully nobody knows that anything is valuable.
2: It is a modern world at that, yes. Um, so you don't have any particular uh, suasion with Mr. Campbell Thompson? You can't charm him out of his secrets?
0: No, I'd,
2: I'd, if, I, if I had some reason to speak with him, he certainly wouldn't turn me away. My concern, concern is these particular items that are missing might be things that he recognizes as inherently valuable, and that's why they didn't make it all an, valuable. Some things are more inherently valuable than others.
0: Yes, but Mister 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 uh, Campbell is uh, he's not interested in acquiring these things for himself. He's interested in acquiring them for uh, posterity. That's why he brings them all here to the museum. I mean, if he wanted something, he would have taken it, but.
2: He does also like power. Well,
0: the man spends all of his life digging in tunnels and and getting filthy and dirty in the hot blazing sun. When he gets a chance to eat good food and dance and meet good people, he takes it. And if anybody deserves it, he does.
4: Can't say that I blame him.
0: Um, Because no doubt in a few years he'll be back in the dirt digging once again. If he didn't love it, he wouldn't do it.
2: In what you've looked at so far, both in these photographs and in the work you've been cataloging, have you noticed a reference to a gate and a key?
0: Not particularly. Why have you read something
2: Uh, it's the the phrase has come up. I don't know if it's um, really meaningful or not. I don't know.
0: Mm. Key key is an interesting word. How you would translate key? Off off, off game. I, I'm not sure if they used keys
1: as we understand keys. Um, well, we had Horn, I, and Seal. So,
0: um, uh, Reginald, did you bring your translation of part of it?
2: The, the part? Uh, you. Yes, I should think. Yeah, I mean, it would, I, I have more than one journal. I left one here with the Longton, but I. Okay. Was working on it actively since then. So, well,
0: if you show it to him, then he. The the he would say that the horn of Alu must be some sort of an uh, an artifact. Uh, whether it's a real animal musical instrument or. Or some other object, but uh, according to what you've translated, which you've done a very good job translating. Um, and, and he points out all the spots that you get wrong, but they don't make much difference in the text. And, and he says, yes, if he didn't have that, then that he wouldn't be able to perform the, the ritual correctly. So will you leave these here with me and allow me to work on them? Would you, I you seem to have some skill, perhaps you could assist me, or we could assist each other.
2: Um, yes. Uh, I'm sure that between the two of us, we can correct enough errors that the work will go faster. Uh, and it'd be interesting to see your mind at work on these things. Uh, as you say, it's particularly old material. And I think that some of these markings are not attributed as yet. And we'll have to work them out from context.
0: Next step, what would you guys want to do if you've agreed to that?
1: Uh, where is Thompson's office?
0: Uh, Thompson's office is at the the other end of the uh, the
1: area. You've been we know there. we know where it is, right? Yes. Uh-huh. So while everybody's um, keeping these guys busy, I top Felix and say, "Let's hit the restroom." And I want to head to uh, Thompson's office, unless anybody else wants to come. But I figured if they, you know,
3: the fewer the merrier on this one. Yeah, probably... I, and yeah. I've got
2: these two interested parties locked down in a nerd fest.
4: I'll go with you, Cyrus. I'm interested in Professor Punchin's office.
1: So why don't two people go to Punchin and two people go to? Thompson's and take care of business. Okay. Well, um, Longton has the security
0: guy let you into Punchin's office. Um, you guys can do a spot hidden. Um, the other two, when you get to uh, uh, Thompson's office, uh, he has a secretary right outside of his door. Who is there? And uh, she informs you that he's not there right now.
1: Do you know uh, when he will be back?
0: Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't exactly keep a regular schedule. And how old is this woman? Um, she looks like she's maybe in her fifties. Ah. All right.
1: Hold on. Very proper. Does she have a wedding ring? Uh, a luck roll. I, uh, yeah, I passed luck.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, she has luck. She has a wedding oh. ring. You didn't know the way that luck was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Hard um,
4: success on Pundin's office.
0: Okay you begin looking through Punch and stuff and you can see you know, there's a lot of indication that, um, I mean, he was a brilliant writer. His office is oddly a lot neater than his uh, home was. Um, probably he has a cleaning staff that that cleans his office. Um, you find nothing to indicate okay. anything special here.
4: Well, specifically looking for perhaps some uh, hidden or not so hidden notes that uh, you know maybe he was already starting to do some translations on those scrolls that he uh, you got here okay
0: um and uh, back at the secretary was there anything you're kind of yeah there's no way you could break in without yeah yeah them knowing um all right so you meet back in the central part of the 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 museum, and what would you guys like
4: to do? Hmm. I was hoping to find uh, some notes so that we could avoid any further trouble with uh, Professor Punchin, but uh, not coming up with anything.
1: Hmm. Do we know where uh, Thompson lives?
0: Um, finding his residence is probably
2: not difficult.
1: I think actually okay. you do know where he lives.
2: Well, we also know he's been hanging out at a social club, which is probably a, or a restaurant. It was a so it's a social club like the Wentworth Club. Right
1: now we're probably all together
0: to approach. Yeah, we are all back together.
1: Okay, um, at some point. Not saying today, tomorrow, but at some point, we need to get into Thompson's office and his home. I, I, Just like, I forgot who brought it up. It might have been Reginald, but when sending stuff back, how would you go about it? I think he has that. He might have mailed it to himself. He might have mailed it to a club, but I think they're in his possession at this point. It's just a whim, but...
2: I mean, he could have brought uh, some of these items back as his personal luggage, right. but then they would have no reason to know they were missing. So there's something, there's some element there we don't understand. And the question remains whether we can really expect that Reginald Campbell Thompson wants to bring about the end of times. Um, as far as we know, he's quite worldly. Um, so it's not clear why that would be the case. We just know that he's a consistent liar, and so we naturally are suspicious of him.
4: I just had a odd idea. We need to eventually talk with uh, Professor Punchin, yes? I think so.
2: I hope that we yeah.
4: Well... How hard would it be to, shall we say, make arrangements for him to come to us at the Wentworth Club? He's of course going in social circles and we are part of social circles. yes.
1: But you talked talking about inviting Thompson to the clubhouse?
4: Well, not inviting him as a member, but inviting him over, shall we say, for, let him come and do his, uh, as they say, in, in, in
1: song and dance. I understand. Promoting you... himself. Where you're going with that, but now that we know magic exists, I do not want him anywhere near that building. I don't know what people can do like this 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 for lack of a better term, lunatic locked in the asylum is still able to cast spells using three rocks i, mm-hmm. I, I me personally I don't want him within a thousand feet of our our home base. Call me paranoid, but uh, But it would be a way to, well, he would
4: not necessarily have to be at club, but at function that club uh, sponsors.
1: It would not have to be on the
4: grounds itself. It would be like a garden party or something like that.
1: Yeah, out in a restaurant, out in a cabaret, that I'm fine with. I just don't want him in our in a sanctum.
4: And that would would give us opportunity to take him to the side, as it were, and uh, talk with him and guarantee that we have that meeting.
1: And I'm going to go out on a limb and say, while he's at this function, one or two of us won't be, and we'll be at his house and office. Kill two birds with one stone. Juice some crows. Mm-hmm.
4: Juice That's, some crows.
2: That is our uh, in-club group name, the Crow Juicers. <laughs> <laughs> it is decided. Although, of course, as you pointed out, Cyrus, um, as uh, a madman in Bedlam can make an alarm with three stones, breaking into Campbell Thompson's office or home, he's probably got more than three stones.
1: Yeah, he could have six or twelve, but we'll make sure he's still 45 minutes away from getting back there, But unless he can teleport. Well,
0: it's, without even doing an idea, it's very likely he has a half a dozen
1: servants too. Yeah. It's just a half a dozen more murders I don't want to have to do. How far you've all sunk.
2: <laughs> He's very sloppy with his own, his own diary in his own office. So that seems to be the place. Leaving notebooks think, around here and there.
4: Well, I would think office would be easier to uh, to investigate What we do with this function. And if I'm not mistaken, we are due for for a, a off, off-site function anyway. So perhaps we can make it all work together and uh, having a luminary such as uh, Reginald Campbell Thompson giving a talk about these uh, exploits.
1: Yeah, at the very least the office needs to be investigated.
4: Mm.
2: And I will not re- uh, invite him personally to the event.
4: No, no, no. We, 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 we talk through our, our, our fellows who are up at, at the at the board. And I'm sure they'd be more than happy to uh, accommodate, do the work for us, as they say.
0: Um, I'm sorry, I was answering chats. Uh, What was this? You were deciding that you were going to have some sort of an event and invite uh, uh, Campbell Thomas Thompson?
4: Looking at getting it set up. Um, It may take time. It may be a few weeks from now, but... uh... Okay. It gives us a potential to actually sit down and talk with him rather than have him go about and have us come to him. He comes to us.
0: All right. Well, um, I'll assume then that you're leaving. And uh let's bring you back all to the Wentworth Club since that's your, your headquarters. Um what is your next step?
3: Do we have Campbell Thompson's home address?
0: Yes. Okay. Now I'm I'm trying to. Hopefully, I'm not confusing it with another game. But did one of you go there already? Mm-hmm. Fuller did. Yes. Yeah,
2: he was. Serv- he was not welcomed.
0: Yeah, servants weren't gonna let him in.
2: Right, but We do know where it is. We also, again, know that he is frequenting this social club where he's hobnobbing with all sorts of peerage. So we might be able to arrange to know when he's not at home. That may already be taken care of. Or at the office. I've um, had a tail on him
3: for a little while now. Put it on earlier this afternoon. So does he go any time,
2: place surprising
3: I haven't had a haven't called and checked in just yet. But uh, if we can get him in some kind of pattern, if we can start tracing out a pattern, then it uh, gives a little bit of an advantage as to where to be to make sure that our
1: paths cross. How or did a, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, go I was ahead. just going to say, or a possible place where he's meeting with other occultists or a stash house or a, you know, Long Laundry list of places.
2: Otherwise, how did you uh, all feel about Longdon and weem- memes today? I feel as though I'm prepared to cough up the last two photographs. Yeah, he's kind of grabby about the
3: first ones, but after you talked to him for a minute, he seemed to calm down.
2: Yeah, and I, I, I found his... Um, Seeming earnest regarding preventing a calamity to be somewhat compelling.
5: Well, it, you know, it honestly doesn't matter if we give him all the photographs because we don't have the complete set. So, right. I mean, he's not going to get any farther than we are.
2: Well, yeah, he presumably can't wreak ultimate evil. The question is can he prevent it if that is in fact what these scrolls of endless shadow would allow one to do? Which appears to be what Punchin thought.
1: I'm on board with giving him whatever he needs because you're good at reading it, but he's great at reading it. And that one little mistranslation could mean, could make or break the whole thing. So,
2: right. I also expect I'll be learning in the process. At least you
5: want to be sporting your own tattoo, full body tattoo.
2: (laughs) It looked extremely painful, frankly. Uh, all right, so I'm going to continue to work with them and I'm going to cough up the rest of what we have since we appeared to have no objections to that. Fine. Very good. All right. Good. Okay. All right. Should now- we, shall I put a notice out for the... Uh, children of tranquility regarding the missing artifacts
1: exactly what i was just gonna say i was gonna get a consensus from the group what do you think if we should contact them but you, you took the words out of my mouth
5: i don't know wouldn't that tip our hand
1: and they would know that we're interested in those artifacts they already know we're interested and they said if we needed them to reach out i mean I,
2: Maybe, um, maybe I'll uh, post uh, an, a notice to the paper in the area prescribed that says not anything about the Horn of Alu or the Eye of Lamatsu, but about the Scroll of Endless Shadow and see, and that might indicate to us also whether or not they were involved in the attack on Punchin, since he is now the Scroll of Endless Shadow.
1: I mean, do you even have to get that detail? Didn't we just need to put something about children on Tranquil or something like that? And they will contact us? Didn't Yes, they, keep it vague. They said something last time. I, I can't recall the mm-hmm. exact but it yeah, was something fairly vague like that.
4: And they insisted on the vagueness if I recall yeah. correctly.
2: Right. So I will I will uh I will tap them for a meeting. And uh, we'll see if We'll see what happens from if they even respond.
5: You know, this isn't important per se. I'm
2: just finding
5: it kind of curious since, you know, Punchin's got the scroll etched on his body. Now we take pictures of that, but how do you really know what, what order they go in? Because you're taking a two dimensional thing and putting it on a three dimensional plane and then you've got I mean, we're worried about his hair, but what about if he's got printing in between his fingers and toes? I mean, you would never know how that actually all fit together. So we could be mistranslating it as much as he did.
1: I mean There um, was
2: some indication that there was a spiral in one part of his body that seemed to be introductory. Although I agree with you after that, and because it is, we have found it to be somewhat shuffled, because it was applied to him in some mysterious mechanism. That's I think one of the reasons that memes wants the entire text is that once you have every page, as it were, then you can figure out what order the pages go in. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to. Damage Mr. Punchman any further, but I don't know how we're going to get the full text unless we get extrapolated from 82% or something.
5: They'd have to, you would have to like jack him up on some laudanum or something while he's unconscious. Then he'd never know that we did it.
1: That All right. Might- I say that might be the only way to actually get it done without him actually knowing it is done.
5: And it would save him it would save him the emotional terror.
2: Yeah, I think you know, it would surprise me if there were no point that he didn't need general anesthesia given the extent of his injuries and his infirmity and whatnot. But we'd have to get Lawrence to write off on that or kidnap him.
1: Yeah, and Uh, then also waking up with no hair, he's going to know something happened.
2: There is that. Yeah. How much hair does he have? Not much. It's short.
5: Well, at this time in history, there's lots of troubles with lice. They might be shaving his head in the hospital to begin with.
1: Definitely in the criminally insane section to avoid for people fighting and grabbing it and lice, but in the self-admitted or non-criminal, it could go either way. I don't know. I'm just,
5: I'm just thinking that even in today's modern times, if you go to prison, they generally shave you and you're supposed to keep your hair short. I mean, you're having a lot of problems with lice at this period in time. I would imagine in an institution like that with the level of technology, medical technology we have, they just shave their heads. I could be wrong, but.
2: Yes. It obviously wasn't part of the admissions procedure. So we'd have to come up with something. And again, probably get Lawrence to write off on it. And, you know, he's probably got marks in places that, um, you know, he would consider indelicate. So there's that unconsciousness. I think would be key, and yeah, maybe there's a way to excuse the shaving. If I we wonder, the text,
5: I wonder if there's engravings on his in, on his internal organs.
1: You know, I thought about that too, but I'm sure even on the maybe the his ear, the back of his ear, the inner ear. I mean, we're gonna if you want the full text, it's gonna be. It'll be okay. rough. It's going to be
5: a bitch to do. And there's really not any way we could do it nicely.
1: But as we could see, mistranslating of even one word could lead to one of us becoming that new scroll. So. You, you guys don't think that we're uh, getting bogged down in the trees
3: when all we really need is the forest?
4: He's got the are, point.
3: are we going to actually do this spell? Are we trying to do the endless shadow spell? I don't.
4: I, I will not if that do it. our
3: schedule because if we're not, we don't need the words at all. all right, we know. That's the
2: question. Well, the, you know, and sadly, we can't ask Punchin why he thought this was salvational, and whether or not that's because he misread something. He thought it was what he had to do, desperately, but we don't know why he thought that. We didn't know what he was trying to do. And again, didn't it say something about the shadow gate? So we've got, that's a gate and we've got the key question. You know, I don't know if he was trying to do something that was a very bad idea, but we certainly don't want to try to do the same thing as badly as he did.
3: Or think that we've won a prize by translating the entire thing and saying, hey, This is what it says, blah, 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 blah. And next thing you know, we've got a big shadow gate popping open with some bullshit coming out of it. It's like, all right, we won the prize. It's great. You do speak very colorfully, Felix. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm a man of many, many nations actually. I have a a, a quite colorful array of of people that that I keep in my circles.
4: Personally, I think our time would be best spent tracking down who these Warlock is in the Guidos and uh, putting an end to their end of this matter. That is a little bit more doable than, uh, shall we say, uh, messing around with magic even more than we have. And It's kind of funny because I'd rather be working with the magic, but I'm also practical in this situation.
0: All right. So are you guys are all still at the Wentworth Club? This is where we blather. Right. Okay. Uh, well, we'll say that you blather on for a while, and we'll find out what you're going to do next week. So we'll call it there. Or did you want to say something, Cyrus? Oh, okay. Our players included Jason Chalk Ford Fitch, Jerry Bryant, John Byram, and David Gasper. Yours truly is a keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a rich listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below.